this week on the Recruitment Flex, we recorded live with the Plum.io team at HR Tech in Las Vegas. So listen in. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex. We're at HR Tech, and I'll tell you, there's been a buzz around the floor for a couple companies. There's a company that is a friend of the show, and that company is called Plum. We have the dream team. We have Jason Putnam, Caitlin McGregor, and Jordan Lee. Caitlin, welcome, and congratulations because you won the top product award for talent management. Is that correct? Yes, that is. Thank you for having us. How many awards have you won in the last five months? Five awards in the last five months. How long has Jason been at Plum? (laughs) Nine months. So is it because of Jason? Yes. No, it's the product. Oh my God, Serge. I think Serge has a man crush, just for the audience. Of course. Have you seen how good looking he is? Oh, yes. He won best looking guy at HR Tech. That was the other buzz on the floor. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So, Caitlin and Jason, we've talked to you many times. I do have a new person that's never been on the show, so I want Jordan to introduce herself. Hi, thank you. Yes, my name is Jordan Lee. I'm the Director of Customer Experience at Plum. How's been your experience here, your first HR Tech show? It's been fantastic. I'm exhausted, but it's been fantastic. (laughs) Jordan, wondering if you would share with the audience a little bit about your background and then share with us why Plum? Why did you choose to make the move over to Plum? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in the SaaS space for the last 11 years or so. I actually started out in fashion technology. I was there for probably four years or so, decided I wanted to get out of the fashion space. Okay. And speaking with a friend of mine who was actually a recruiter, she directed me to another company that had the exact same business model as the fashion tech company that I was in, but just in the HR space. I ended up going there, was there for seven and a half years. They were a solution that streamlined the relationship between employers and external headhunters. So streamlined awesome. the management of all the contracts, all the procurement areas, and then also hosted a closed marketplace as well to find new business without going through that whole process. So you make a decision, you're going to change jobs. Tell us why you chose Plum as a company to work for. I was ready for the next step, ready to move on, ready to find something new. You know, I'd been there for, as I said, seven and a half years. And then I realized I got into HR tech. What the heck am I doing here? (laughs) Why do I care about HR? I want to do something that I'm passionate about and that I cared about. That's how I got into fashion in the first place. But I stumbled into technology. I found that I really enjoyed that. So I wanted to find my next thing to be something that I also really cared about and that drove me and had a mission that aligned with my own beliefs. And I was lucky enough to have a conversation with Jason, who I worked with at my last organization. Yeah. And he said, you have to talk to Caitlin. And I did. And I was sold. So when did you take your first plum assessment? Back in December, January, I want to say. Obviously, you built a career in customer success. Mm-hmm. What did the plum assessment affirm for you? Was there any like, aha, this is my life's work. <laughs> this is why I chose this work. I am a nerd with any sort of assessment, as you want to call it, whether it's a Myers-Briggs test or astrology or anything. And I just love Love that when you hear about yourself. The first sort of argument I had with my boyfriend, I made him take a Myers-Briggs test. 
so that I was like, I need to understand where you're coming from. Tell me. Yes. So I was like, excited to take this assessment and going through it. You're nervous. Is this really being timed? How is this going to make me look? What's going to come out on the other side? And you get through this 25 minute assessment. I clicked the button and I was like, dang, that's me. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. From those top three talents reading through it. Yeah. That was the aha moment. That was it. As simple as that is. You know, you went two different industries. You find yourself now with Plum. What is it about being in customer success that is such mm -hmm. a perfect match for you and your Plum score? I like doing something different every day. And I mm -hmm. want to build relationships too. And being able to strategize with my customers, build that rapport, help them in their business. That's what I really enjoy. Awesome. For wow. the audience, I think we take for granted, Shelly, that I know... Plum has been Hasn't everybody taken a, a plum oh. test? I did my plum score and it blew my mind. It absolutely described and affirmed for me why I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. So, Caitlin, audience doesn't know anything about plum. We've been making assumptions here that everyone has listened to every episode we've ever done. Probably not. So, can you give <laughs> the audience an idea of what plum what it is. Yeah. So Plum's data is four times more accurate than a resume at predicting on the job success. The way we're able to do that is we measure people's natural talents, things like their ability to innovate, communicate, work well with others. And then we match them to the behavioral needs of a job. If you need to be in a role that you're managing other stakeholders and customers and team members, and you have managing others as a top talent, then you're more likely to be successful, to be happy, fulfilled, to thrive in that role and to stay longer. Or if it's a job that's all about execution and you prefer to be coming up with out-of-the-box ideas, then maybe you're not such a great fit for that role, but there probably is another role. So we're really changing the industry in terms of how we're matching the right people to the right jobs all the way through the employee lifecycle, from high-volume recruiting to all levels of recruiting in the organization, screening in people that the competition's not looking at, through to onboarding people and having development conversations with their managers to internal mobility, and the award was for identifying leadership potential. You've been doing this for nine years, correct? It's been a decade now. What has been the biggest shift in the last year? Obviously, your name's been out there. I see you everywhere. It seems to be really thriving. What are you seeing in the market that customers are seeing that Plum is the right tool for them? Well, customers in this post-pandemic world are really experiencing a leaky bucket problem. They can't get access to enough skilled talent at the top of the funnel. And they're realizing that they need to start screening in people that their competition isn't even considering. And that's the type of success that we've had with customers like Scotiabank, where for all their campus hires, they completely eliminated resumes. And instead of just hiring finance and business backgrounds from five schools, they're now hiring for 33 different colleges and universities. 40% of their hires are STEM and arts backgrounds. They've been able to increase their hiring of underrepresented minorities to 60%. And as a result of all this double retention, and the reason for that is that Plum is now completely surfacing different people into their organization that they weren't even interviewing, let alone hiring before. So that's the one problem at the top of the funnel. But we all know you can keep increasing the supply, but if you're losing everybody at the bottom, that's not going to help. So we also help with retaining employees, not just by improving that quality of hire, so you're hiring better people that stay, but really in this post-pandemic world, people's priorities have shifted. They want to be seen 
for not what they've done in the past, but what they could do if just given the opportunity. They have the institutional knowledge and loyalty to the organization. People don't leave one crappy job for another crappy job. They're searching for their dream job. Why not give them an opportunity inside the organization to do something that's going to make them more happy, more fulfilled, ability to thrive more, and match them to opportunities that they may not have even thought about. You need this psychometric data, this you know, real scientific data that quantifies people's soft transferable skills in order to reveal where they have that strongest alignment. And that's what we do. And companies are finally recognizing that what they've been doing for the last five years just is not going to work anymore in this post-pandemic world. The average lifespan of an employee at a company right now is two and a half years. Can Plum give any insights to those companies that are looking to retain those employees is there any tools there that can help drive retention for those employees that no matter what happens, they're probably going to leave in two years? Absolutely. And it comes down to people don't necessarily have the self-awareness to start with. They don't know where they would be the happiest, where they would perform the best. They have this feeling that they're not really satisfied in their role, but they don't necessarily know where to go next. As soon as somebody completes their untimed 20, 25 minute plum assessment, which you only have to complete once, it automatically matches you to all the other opportunities within an organization. And so it reveals that maybe you're a 40 match for the next job in the career ladder, but you're a 95 for a different department using different skills than maybe you were using day to day in your job. And so it gives you that understanding of what specifically gives you that sense of self-worth that you could then utilize in this new role. And on the flip side, what is actually draining? What is leading to that burnout? A lot of people are spending a huge portion of their week doing activities that are actually really difficult for them, but their colleagues are much more natural at it. It's a lot easier for them. When we can align people to you know, jobs where they're utilizing their strengths... They feel that sense of fulfillment and therefore they're happy. They don't want to leave. And if you can keep challenging them with new opportunities and keep aligning them to internal mobility, that really keeps people. Also, people get frustrated because they want to advance in their career. And a lot of people think advancement in their career means that they become a leader. Mm. But do you want to be unblocking eight other people so that they can go and solve problems as individuals? Or are you that person that wants to be solving the problem yourself? And we could be spending money on creating some of the best subject matter experts in our companies by doubling down on the people that want to become the best at solving that problem and making sure that we're not misidentifying people into that leadership path. And we all talk about wanting to improve DEI. That starts by tapping people before they're even in leadership and saying, hey, you have the natural predisposition, those foundational components that you'll actually love managing eight other people and helping them solve their problems instead of the individual problem. Let's get you on a leadership track early before you leave the organization. It's the ideal state of Plum that the Plum assessment replaces a person's resume. Absolutely. We all know, even before the pandemic, all the future of work research was about how the shelf life of the hard skills is diminishing. And we're seeing that even being sped up due to COVID. What you wanted to hire somebody two years ago is no longer what the needs of the role are now moving forward. The thing that is consistent are those transferable soft skills. That's what predicts long-term performance. That data is four times more accurate than what you've done in the past. We should be leading with that data first, and that should be really informing who we're spending our time and attention on before diving into how much upskilling is going to be required to get them to where we need them to be. 
Shelly, can you believe we've gone 15 minutes and Jason has not said a word yet? <laughs> Actually, I was just going to ask him a question. So, Jason, thanks for coming back on the show again. Always Thank a pleasure to have us. you. It seems like these last five months have been really remarkable. Even from the first time I met Plum, you've got something super special and your timing in the market is just incredible. What's next for Plum? I mean, after you've won every award. <laughs> there's always more awards to win. And there's okay. bigger awards to win. Plum is interesting. Looking back at where I started here is going to be easier to predict where we're going to go. So I believed in Caitlin when I met her, and she believed in the vision. I didn't know a lot about assessments. I'm not a huge fan of assessments. But she believed in it, so I started digging in. And the science is superb. But there's a lot of people who can't solve the problem with just science. So it's like, okay, people hate assessments. She's like, no, no, no. People love our assessment. Oh, the science is good. People actually like it. Yeah, but it's going to be really hard to implement. No, it really easy to implement too. And I think that's been the catalyst for us is you have that predictability that Caitlin was mentioning, but you also have the ability through technology to scale. It's not this putting it in a box. It's only for special people. It's really hard to use and really expensive. What I love about Plum and Caitlin and the team is they approached the market the right way. We didn't go out and raise 10 million day one or a hundred million dollars. It's been this intentionally slow buildup in getting the science right, getting the usability right, getting the go-to-market right is now what we're trying to do. So as a set of putting all the money in sales on an MVP to start and then go figure out the product later, the product's great. It's the best product I've ever had. Now going to market makes it significantly easier and a lot more tenable and bulletproof into the future. But now it's just about scale for us. We don't have to do anything with the product, in my opinion, as a sales leader. I'm not over my skis selling. Now it's just getting the voice out there more and bringing more customers in. Our pipeline's two or 300x, something crazy. And we're closing deals that are much higher, longer term. They're adopting the whole platform. Now it's just about executing what's in the pipeline and what's to come. You mentioned implementation. Just talking to VP of talent acquisition last night and a director of talent acquisition. Their greatest fear is implementations. That is the thing that their lips go white. <laughs> I think it's the wrong it. word. I don't think they're scared of implementation. I think they're scared of adoption. And those are two different things. Too. No, it's the resources to implement. Yes. And then part two is certainly getting people to use it. Yes. That's a different kind of discussion because adoption is more that I didn't ask for this. Now you're trying to ram it down my throat. So talk about Plum and why is why do you say that this is no implementation? I don't get it. It's not that it's no implementation. It's just an easy implementation. So Everyone in, says that. Tell me why it's so easy. We can integrate to any ATS and some of them we have full integrations to today. If you look at SAP, Success Factors, as an example, we can have it on in two hours because it's a full integration. They don't need the resources that you would typically need internally to bring to bear because of the way we're configured. And even if it's not a full integration, it's an open API. It's a three-step process. Turn it on. Okay. Okay, that is less painful. Very less painful. <laughs> you seem shocked, Shelley. Well, so in talking to TA leaders that are here at HR yeah. Tech, they're just exhausted from all these big vendors making all these big sweeping promises. You know, 80% way through an implementation, they find out that it doesn't do what they said it was going to do. And those are the horror stories that I'm hearing. So I just wanted the audience to be really clear about what Plum does and why Plum is not the pain and agony. Don't take my word for it. Okay. Take Jordan's word for it, who has to take everything we sell and implement <laughs> it. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely true. But that's also a testament to... 
our sales team and sales structure that they're selling what we actually do. So when the customer gets to me, they have realistic expectations of what the platform is going to do and how they can implement it across their business. Okay, say you're onboarding a new customer. How long does it take and what is adoption like for them? So it's dependent upon the customer themselves. Size, scale, there's a million things that go into it. And that's why the most important aspect of it is first to just listen. What do they need? What's important to them on every level from leadership to the individual contributors that are utilizing the technology? What's important to them? What are the challenges that they're facing? What's the thing that they're most excited about when using Plum? Because then it can be customized to them and their specific needs. So it doesn't feel like you're ramming something down someone's throat. They're excited about it because it's going to solve these problems for them. Okay, great. Let's close it off on this. What is next? Tell me, are you getting more money? Are you acquiring someone? We just kicked off our Series A raise this week at HR Tech. So we've been having lots of meetings with investors. And that's really, as Jason said, to help us scale. Back to your question earlier, there's also that adoption part. We've been seeing great success with our enterprise customers expanding company-wide. That shows that what Jordan and our team's been doing, starting with maybe 2,000 employees and then going to 40,000 employees, the fact that they want to go to every applicant, to every employee is a huge testament that we've nailed that adoption. And we really see that when hiring managers, you ask them, would you hire this Plum Recommended candidate again? 93% of hiring managers is saying they would hire their Plum Recommended match again. We're seeing that it's turnkey to turn on the software and the adoption is happening. And it's back to what we were talking about earlier. People need a new way in this post-pandemic world to understand the humans behind the work and Plum's doing that. So now it's just about raising the money to accelerate the sales and marketing and really make sure that we're replacing those legacy assessment companies that are time-consuming and costly and only solve small use cases and transforming this industry to being the leading talent assessment platform. If anyone who's listening is at HR Tech, I'm sure you have noticed the purple jackets and the white tube. You know, people keep saying, where's your booth? And we're like, we're a walking booth. We have people coming up to us. We have people shouting across the room. We love Plum. (laughs) I'm like, an assessment people actually love. So uh, yes, but our Plum jackets and our white toques have been making a splash here. Definitely. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the conversation and congratulations. We're so proud. We really feel embraced. A year ago when I came to HR Tech, I didn't know that many people. I'd had a few Zoom analyst briefings when I met Jason. He was taking pity on me because I didn't know anybody and sat down at the table to talk to me. And being able to be here a year ago versus now where everybody seems to know us and the feedback from the analysts and the customers that are here of ours everybody's just saying that this is the right product for the right time and that there is something magical going on and we feel it. And that's a big part because of how many people like you have been championing us and believing in us. And it's nice that the market's seeing it too. So thank you. We'll keep believing. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Jordan. Thank you so much. Caitlin, thank you and congratulations. Thank you. And Jason, thank you so much for being on the show again. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Pressbox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. 
Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.